welcome to our first episode of Morning Mayhem. Yes, it's Morning Mayhem. The first one. First episode ever. So yeah, uh, we're going to start off the show by kind of telling you guys how things got started, um, a little bit about ourselves, and yeah, so here Which we go. Really Alicia, by the way. You can see her yeah. name right there on the bottom, Pretty and I'm yeah. chasing down <laughs> We're the host of this idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're we're starting a we're starting a show, uh, Morning Mayhem. It's the first episode. We've got Bill Kelleher on here in a little bit. It's gonna yeah. be a lot of fun. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, just sitting here in my pee pants, interviewing one of my favorite people in metal music <laughs> ever. It's kind of it's rough. It's really hard. I great dude though, really cool. Um, yeah. But so. Like I messaged Courtney, what was this, July? Yeah, in July. So this is, Mess this is how the podcast was birthed. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, when when a man and a woman love each other really very much, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell the birth story. No, so. Um, birds and the bees talk. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Wrong, wrong thing. I got to talk to my kid about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but. Uh, so I kind of came up with this idea that, you know what, there are no morning metal shows in the morning. And I would like to listen to a morning metal show. Yeah, you have your talk shows on like, we have 97.5 KMOD here, 97.1 The Eagle in Dallas. I mean, you got stuff that does that, but you don't have anything that's really like just a fun morning metal show. And so I started doing it. And I think you had posted one of your pictures of you. And I was like, you know what, like I clicked on it and I was like, it says, makeup metal and something else and i was like i'm just gonna ask this girl like she seems to be out there like charismatic like would be a fun person to do a show with and so i messaged her and i mean what tell, tell your side of the story like you know yeah, i get this random dm from this dude right <laughs> and uh typically i don't reply to a lot of people on facebook um that i don't know but uh, this random guy asked me if I was a morning person, and I just randomly was like, uh, yeah, I normally wake up about 7 a.m. every day. Um, and he was like, oh, cool. Well, I'm starting a, a morning metal podcast. Do you want to be on it? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so uh, me in my head thinking that this was something that was never actually going to follow through as I've... Um, had lots of things that haven't worked out in the past with people that I've been hooked up with. So, um, but here we are, we're doing the thing. So we've at least got one episode. I mean, that's, that's good. Like, you know, here was, here was the bar. Boom. Already passed it. Yep. So I'm and gonna... Bill Kelleher is our first guest. That is yeah. awesome. You guys. So mm. yeah. <laughs> Who would think that two people from Oklahoma getting on a uh, podcast to talk about shows and it's a digital show. I mean, you're watching us right now, unless you're listening on Spotify, but um, we we've got the show now. And so we want to focus on big name artists, mainstream metal news, but we want to like, look, kind of look into the different subcultures and kind of get into what's going on in different areas. Um, you know, different, what's going on in your music scene? That's what we want to do. I know like we're kind of in the Tulsa music scene. That's kind of where we're at, but 
We want to know what's going on in the Austin metal scene, what's going on in the Dallas metal scene, what's going on in the Seattle metal scene. Like wherever there's metal music being played, we want to know about it. And that's yeah. where you guys come in. Yes, we would love to talk to you. So any bands out there that would like to reach out, um, you can always message us on any of our social media profiles and we will get back to you and um, shoot over our email and we can get something set up. So Yes, and if we tell you to email us, tell us who you are please from, from the, yeah like don't send us a message that says something like hey here's that email you told me to send and i'm like yeah like that's great thanks yeah. now i've got to cycle through the 12 people that's hit me up today about being on the show which is <laughs> a great problem to have like i feel like if we went off of the first day that we told people to hop on we would have a year's worth of people already on our show for the for the year yeah, definitely. We did get a lot of, of people that hit us up. So, I mean, um, we, we, got, awesome. we got 52, we got 52 people that would hit us up. So, I mean, 52 weeks in a year, we can have a new artist every week. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But however, we do want to mention as well, we aren't solely looking for musicians and stuff. We do want to feature other kinds of like performance artists on our show as well. So, um, people that are magicians, people that are like, um, you know, working in a circus or something, or just something crazy, a freak show, you know, just kind of anything we want to just like, you know, kind of get more involved. We want to show you guys. Yes. We want to show yeah, you guys. We want to learn more about like your art, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So we're definitely interested in all kinds of you know, performance being on our yeah. show. I mean, even like special effects, makeup people. I mean, yeah. it's a big deal. Okay. Like, you know, can I be on the show? I can do special effects makeup. <laughs> you can be on the show if you want to be on the show. I'll let you come on. Okay. Just, I got a little backlog of people, so you might have to wait. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's get on into an actual podcast. Now that you've heard this, you know, shtick that we have going on with who we are and what we are and what we like and what we don't like, which you'll get to know more of that as we, the show goes on, but we've got to get the show going on, right? So MTV Music Awards happened Sunday night. Yes. Coldplay wins MTV Music Awards Best Rock Video. That I think is a shame. <laughs> yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I like Coldplay when someone's broke up with me. Like that's cool. Like I can, I can listen to it, <laughs> yes. but really guys, come on. That's right. And definitely not to say that Coldplay aren't a great band or anything like that. Um, but definitely I don't think worthy of being, you know, presented with the rock music video award. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the genre for them was all over the place. They had Coldplay's uh, song on there. They had Blink-182's Happy Days, Evanescence's Wasted on You, Fall Out Boy featuring Wyclef, Wyclef John, Dear Future Self, and Green Day's Oh Yeah, and The Killer's Caution. Those were the people that were up. Right, yeah. Um, I feel like The Killer's and Fall Out Boy, those guys are really pop. Yeah, more more on the poppy side, especially like you know, like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, 
like being kind of more like in the in the punk area i wouldn't necessarily consider it rock yeah i mean so. yeah i mean you got to i think they kind of fall into that whole deal with you know um they don't have such a big thing like you know we've got grammy artist bill kelleher on later on you know they won best metal act they have it broken down a little bit more but i mean yeah. Really, Coldplay is going to join the likes of Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, uh, Metallica, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Yeah, the greatest, you know, rock and metal artists of all time. Yeah, White Zombie. Like, uh, you know, Coldplay fits that category. No, no. I mean, we had a rough time between 2001 to 2003 where Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit were taking it home. But I mean, that was the metal at the time. Right. And that was rock at the time. That was what was going on. But I don't think Coldplay, I don't think I've ever heard anything that they've done that I would be like, man, that is a rocking band. No, exactly. I agree 100%. It, it's like, I didn't get the, I didn't get the whole thing at all. I, I thought I read the thing wrong. And then when I saw it come across, I think it was Loudwire or something like that. They had, I had a post on there and I was like, really Coldplay, they're giving they're giving rock art and, and I don't want to just sit here and trash talk Coldplay, but they yeah. suck. I guess like, essentially what we're trying to say is we're not, you know, trying to say that they're shitty artists or anything like that. It's just they don't fit in that category and another no. really band could have taken that home. You know what I mean? The, the fail a rock band yes the fail on this is mtv like who is yeah. making categories for mtv music awards right yeah like are we gonna get are we gonna get some rock band up there next year to like steven tyler gonna be on there and be like hey next best rock video goes to cardi b like i, I don't get it i feel like that's the way it's going honestly the way it's been going the last few years um it almost feels like that's probably what's next. Yeah, and, and I love collaborations. Like, I really like the new song that Corey Taylor did with Tech Nine. I mean, right. it's good, it's good stuff. But like, you we've got a MTV that was horrible. Like, this is why you guys just show real world episodes all day long and you don't touch music anymore. <laughs> like, it's 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 just crap. Yeah. So, uh, but moving on to some happier news in the music world, Bill and Ted's new movie, it dropped Friday. Yes. <laughs> and it had a great soundtrack with it. You can listen to it on Spotify. It's got um, Lamb of God. It's got uh, the new uh, Rufus Live song by Mastodon. It's, it's very, very cool. I liked it a lot. Um, it was a great, it, Bill and Ted movies are great. Um, this one doesn't disappoint either. Right. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, you know, you get your little stoner feel with it. Keanu Reeves in it. It's um, it, they follow the formula that worked for Bill and Ted and they didn't go away from it. So definitely check it out. Um, yeah, definitely. And we'll be asking um, Bill from Mastodon about that later as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. The Mastodon, um, I believe um we'll have that up here in just a few minutes um so another thing that's coming out on tv that i'm really really excited about is the ozzy osbourne documentary yeah drops august 
or sorry, September 7th. We're, we're, we're out of August. I don't even know why I'm still trying to hang on to that. I'm trying to get through this year as quickly as we can. And I'm sitting here just trying to hold on to August. But yeah. September 7th, a &E, it's a 90 minute documentary uh, about Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy's life. It's got his wife, his kids in there. Um, Ozzy was a big influence for me. I loved Ozzy. Uh, Black Sabbath is probably right. three favorite bands for me. Ozzy alone was great as well. Um, should be a fun little watch. I think Courtney and I might get together and maybe watch that. Maybe even do a live uh, kind of like the, what is that? Mystery Machine 3000 or whatever that show was on sci-fi where they had the little robots that did the commentating. <laughs> maybe maybe do something like that. Yeah, um, definitely. definitely. We'll have to do a little review over that. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I think it'll be awesome. Yes. Anything Aussie, I am always on board. I thought the Osborne show back in, you know, what was it? The late, early 2000s. I thought that was yeah. a great show. That show was a trip. <laughs> I remember <laughs> watching it whenever I was younger. It was uh Definitely something that I loved to watch. <laughs> yeah, and, and they were, you know, they would sit there and cuss each other out for 20 minutes, but the last 10 minutes, they always found time to tell each other they loved them. Right. And, yeah. just, you know, they were just the epitome of, of like, dysfunction. But if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have the Kardashians now, which, you know. Oh, definitely. They paved the way for reality yeah. TV, I think. It so changed the way that people looked at reality. I mean, you had Survivor and you had the, like the shows and stuff like that, but you didn't have people just following a family around for 24 hours a day. Right. So. Yeah. And then uh, Jack and Ozzy also did that. Um, what was it? World Detour? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. Where they that, like, that was a great show as well. I definitely enjoyed watching that. So I mean, pretty much. Uh, Putting Ozzy now in any type of situation, I feel, is the best thing in the world. It is. It's it's just great to listen to him and how hilarious he honestly is. And just how he just, like, I, I know it's got to be from the drugs, so, like, I don't want to, like, I wish I could wake up the way that Ozzy does. Like, it's a new world every day. It's a new beginning. We right. Can't. <laughs> There's yesterday doesn't count. Nothing matters now. Um, so let's just go for the day. Like, I wish I had that type of way of waking up. And they've worked their way well in the mainstream. Sharon's on what? Is Sharon on the talk? The talk, yeah. Yeah. Like, who would have ever thought that Sharon would be on the talk? Like, and be one of the most like well spoken females you know yeah it really it really looks good for the industry it looks good for the metal scene like you've got these people people look at metal people and usually you hear like three things about them they're druggies alcoholics or racist those are the three things that you that, that you hear and, and it's so far from the truth like there's a lot of well-educated people in the metal scene there's a lot of well-spoken people in the metal scene like right. the metal scene is very open i mean Judas Priest is probably one of the biggest metal bands, and they have the most flamboyant, openly gay man, probably in music, outside <laughs> of Freddie Mercury. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, like it, the stigma—it's—it's—it's it's, it's crap. Like, I, I hate it, but you know, it is what it is. It's the world we live in. We can't get rid of it all, so we move on and we find ways to empower ourselves. Tell you who over empowered themselves this week. Metallica. <laughs> Metallica, $120 to go see a drive-in movie. 
And that is not a lie. That is the price. It was for the Ticketmaster pricing. They had it at the uh, Admiral Theater here in Tulsa, which is probably the closest that we're at. Um, they also had it in all the other theaters. And who who was their opening at? I believe it was Three Days Grace. Okay. Um, That's what I they, heard. Yeah, they hate everything about you guys. We got you. Um, <laughs> see where we're at. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get it. $120 for me to go to see Metallica is kind of steep for me at a concert, let alone seeing them at a move a drive-in movie theater. Right, exactly. In the middle of summer where it's hot. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not we're not living in the luxury of living in the Midwest or the Northeast where it's sunny and cool and all that it's just right. down hot. as you talked about it it wastes a little bit of uh your gas yes um, i'm quite certain that you cannot bring your own food or drink from no. outside, so that's another you know crazy expensive cost to add on top of a 120 dollars ticket to watch a movie <laughs> right and and i feel like because i was reading the stipulations on it because i was seriously thinking about like all right, I'll eat the cost. This will be something that we can write off for a business expense for the show, whatever. Um, Definitely then, give it like a little bit of a review, see how it went, you know. Yeah, but like then they start telling me I can't start my own bonfire. So I was automatically <laughs> out on that. Then it's like, you can't have any alcohol. You can't have anything like, I'm sitting here looking at this and like every Metallica fan is probably sitting here saying, well, you know, A, I should be able to bring my own six pack of beer. James isn't going to be there. So, like, I don't have to worry about him trying to get into my stash, which is probably a bad joke to crack about James Hetfield. But, um, you know, they they took away all these things that you could do to make it fun. And you have to buy their food and buy their snacks. Just didn't make any sense. Like, $120 is a little steep for me to be paying to go to a drive-in movie. Yeah. I could definitely totally 100% agree with that cost had it been a real live show. Right. Because I, I will definitely drop some money on, you know, a great concert. Yes. Well, and, and you know, it says on there um, $120 covers up to six people. But I'm going to cram six people in my car to go to the drive-in movie theater with our legs sticking together because it's so hot. Right, absolutely. Oklahoma this time of year is not a place to hang out outside for long periods of time. <laughs> no, unless you have a pool. Yeah, exactly. And you want to know what? There's a pool shortage out there. <laughs> there is a pool shortage. There are Thanks, coronavirus. <laughs> yes, we don't have the water. We don't have the people. Who knows? Um, it's you really can't find the pool anywhere. I've looked no. everywhere. They're sold out. Do you not have a pool? No. Man, I thought you had a pool. No. Well, there goes the idea for next week. We were going to do the video. We were going to do the show poolside. Uh, I guess we're not going to do that. And we're just going to have to do it. Sorry. I, I, I led you on. <laughs> you led me on. You know who else led me on, but they came through for me, and it's right here in this little cup for me. Death Ink Coffee. Yeah, so I think coffee. 
brand new brand out there just launched in july so right around the time that i hit courtney up about doing the show um they are highly caffeinated coffee it's about two or three monsters in a cup of coffee like yeah. and it tastes great it's good i'm kind of a coffee snob did the whole barista thing because i thought i was creative at that time in my life and uh found out that i wasn't but it's good it tastes good it's smooth it's got a good flavor to it. it's it got a good body to it uh, yeah hit them up on deathinkcoffee.com they even do subscriptions so if you're like courtney and you hate going to walmart or you hate going to target or you hate going anywhere they will send you a pound of coffee every month yes and you can get more pounds of coffee if you go through a lot of coffee so it's great i am a caffeine addict and I need several coffees throughout the day. So, yeah, I mean, she is hardcore on it. Like she works next to a coffee shop where she works at during the day. And I'm sure that she's probably one of their most frequent customers. Oh, I am, but they still can't remember my name. So no, no, they're, that, hey, that's part of the shtick for them. <laughs> like you're supposed to write the wrong name down. Well, um, you know, I do, I do do a mobile order. So I walk in and, you know, they see me every day. They should know who I am. However, yeah. to touch on when, um, they, I don't know that they do it anymore. I, I honestly haven't stood in a Starbucks line and I don't know how long, but, um, they did completely misspell my name so horribly one time. Um, I didn't even pay attention to it until I got back to work and I looked down and my coffee cup said Currenti. 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 Courtney, you just have too much of a normal name. I know you spell it differently, but it's just too. They, they literally spelled it C-O-R-U-N-T-Y. Currenti. Currenti. Did you post, did you post it online though? I did. They got the win. Marketing. Yeah, I know. I get it. But they still. got the win. No. Um, so I worked as a barista. I know this isn't very metal. I did get to meet uh, the bassist from Drowning Pool, though. Uh, he used to come into our coffee shop all the time because he was going back and forth between Oklahoma City and Dallas. But we used to have a woman that was a drink stiller, and it's a problem at Starbucks. <laughs> um, so basically what these, these women will do, and it's, you know, it's kind of like one of those housewives things where you're uh you're bored so you go in and you steal a whole bunch of stuff from target like they have that dr phil episode about and everything but this woman would come in at like 9 15 in the morning when we're in our morning rush and it's a lobby full of people and she would just grab whatever drink we threw out there so we could be like minty vanilla latte this blah 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 whatever and she would just come by my drink and walk on out the door and then somebody's sitting there yelling at me like where's my venti vanilla latte and i'm like uh it was there dude like where are you at and he's like hey, what so we, we caught on um so i steamed apple juice one day and i learned she likes skinny caramel macchiatos those were the ones she always grabbed for <laughs> and i made a steamed apple juice with a shot of espresso and to describe the taste of that um, I don't know if you've ever dipped or done chewing tobacco, but it tastes like dip spit. <laughs> Real disgusting. And I handed out a skinny caramel macchiato and she took the bait. She took it and we never saw her again. It was good times. It's good times. Ugh. 
Yeah, that's probably why I'm not a barista anymore. Tasted, but it got her out of my hair. So Death Ink Coffee, support local. They roast in America. I mean, most places roast in America, anyways. They were out of uh, California, Pacific California, over there by the bay. So some Metallica fans over there. I'm sure good metal out in California. So check them out, DeathInkCoffee.com. Order you a bag, get on some subscription. Pretty soon we'll have our own merch. Maybe you can drink your Death Ink coffee out of a Morning Mayhem mug. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring him on the show. Bill Kelleher's up right now. So yeah, thanks to uh, Death Ink Coffee for all that they do. But it's the biggest time of the hour and a half show for us today. It is time for the Bill Kelleher. Bill Kelleher is from Mastodon, as everybody should know. They're one of the greatest metal bands out there. We've got Bill Kelleher with us. How's it going, Bill? Hey, man, not too bad. I'm a morning drive to the uh, rehearsal spot. Nice. Got some good work going in today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Going to start rehearsing some of the uh, new songs for our, our album that's tentatively going to come out next year. Nice. Awesome. Um, how I know you guys got this uh, new album coming out uh, September 11th. Uh, you've already released one song from it, uh, Falling Torches, right? Yes, sir. And um, what are you guys doing? Um, uh, kind of tell us what kind of made you guys decide to release this album and what's what's going on. Well, um, I think it was just kind of a a good time to put something out right now because uh we've had to cancel a lot of tours and put everything on hold due to coronavirus of course like everyone else in the world right our last show uh i mean our last major tour was last summer and you know that was a year ago our last actual show is in october so it's you know it's coming up on a year now that we haven't worked so it's kind of like uh what are we doing we need to do something we need to you know figure out a way to stay relevant and uh, keep putting music out. And we kind of, you know, we had this song Fallen Torches since, you know, we've had about a year and a half recorded and we were going to put it out a while back before our European tour with Scott Kelly, because Scott Kelly from Neurosis sings on the song. And that was our big, that was our plan back then, but it kind of just whatever powers it be, us being too busy trying to do too many things. They decided to push it back and said, oh, we'll, we'll release Fallen Torches in between record cycles and just make it a kind of teaser song for you know fans to grab onto. Well, now that the pandemic has put us out of work for a while, we decided, well, we, we could make a whole album of it. You know, we'll take Fallen Torches as a new track. We can take some old tracks that never got onto never came out digitally or were on vinyl so we could also do some you know weird rare songs that maybe some people have never heard us do like orion by metallica that we did back in uh, 2005 it was only right. available on this kerrang record um uh, kerrang tribute metallica tribute thing and they never mastered the song so the song sounded really quiet and weak which sucks. Right. So we always wanted to re-release that. Um, we just said, we knew we put some other like live tracks and just some like kind of bonus material. Uh, we did a Feist cover that only came out on 
um, like a seven inch, which probably a lot of people missed. And, you know, not everybody has turntables and record players and access to that kind of stuff. So we thought, you know, a lot of bands do like a best of or, a, you know, greatest hits or whatever, which we're not really that kind of band to, to do that. Right. Because um, every song's a hit, you know? Um, yeah. Well, you know, we don't want to like feel like we're milking the fans to buy another thing that they already have. So we thought it'd be a good time right now to just put something out that made sense and kind of carry people over because people are dying for live music, going to shows. They're just dying for any anything, as was proof when we put out Fallen Torches. Just our fans went absolutely fucking bananas. So yeah. I was excited. Yeah. You know, it's a good good tune. So it's um I think it's the time is right, and it's um, we just filmed a commercial for it that's going to be pretty fucking hilarious. Yesterday, actually, the four of us. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, we went into a went, went into a real kitchen and uh, cooked up some food and uh, filmed it and and basically uh, posed it as a commercial for the new record, uh, the Medium Rarities record. So that's awesome. Yeah. Right, did you guys eat the food after though? No, 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 no. We've we've served it to the customers. Oh, oh. So you were actually like in a restaurant, ready to. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we were talking about the uh, pandemic and how things are going. Like, do you think that could be like a side job for in case things get too, too hairy there with no work? Well, I I am known in certain circuits as uh, Billy the Culinarian Barbarian Kelleher, so <laughs> it is it is a possibility. You know, I I did. I did go to uh, food college and cook school, so you know. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the stuff you find out on Morning Mayhem. Like, so we're a morning. Right. So what's your best? What's your best breakfast food that you can cook, Bill? Best breakfast food. My favorite food for breakfast: the old standby. And when I used to drink, this was always my like morning hangover food, and I just absolutely loved it. Was a uh two eggs over easy on toast with butter raspberry jam and tabasco sauce all over all of it dude that i'm right there with you man and i don't even need to go <laughs> over for that yeah that was always my go-to like i don't know something about the raspberry jam the hot sauce and egg yolk on toast all like when the butter melted together just fucking melting your mouth deliciousness oh, oh yeah the combination. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a good one. It's got a little bit of grease to sop up what else is left over from the night before. Yeah. But it, it sounds like it sounds like a good time at the uh, Kelleher house. So yeah. with you guys getting ready to uh, do this new um, to do this new record, uh, I mean, what what are your plans? Do you think you guys are going to do anything like you know we were talking um, earlier on in the show about the uh, Metallica? Uh, the Metallica drive-in. Are you guys planning anything like that in the near future? Things don't get to get back into normal? I don't know. We've been talking about a few different options of what to do. We kind of, uh, we don't want to be the guinea pigs. You know, we don't want to jump out there with both feet and be like, oh yeah, this didn't work. Or this, you know, right. the, the main thing you don't want to do is like alienate your fans. Your fans are what keeps the band alive. You, can, you always have to remember that. So right. as far as like, you know, doing a big kind of money grab kind of thing like that is like in bad taste, I feel like, because I don't know, $120 a ticket, that's a lot to uh, 
to see a movie of a band. I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Right. And then it's like a half a gallon of gas because you've got to sit through that. And I think, what was it, three days grace or something like that? And you're, it's hot. Yeah, like on the bill, too. Like. And this is Metallica. This is not like a struggling band. This band is huge. They're one of yeah, they're yeah. the biggest metal band in the genre. Yeah, so, like, why would you? I don't know. I, I love those guys. I mean, I grew up, cut my teeth listening to Metallica, learning guitar, but. That just seems like a lot, man. We would never do that. Um, I guess if they have to put out, I mean, the way I guess they ver they ju the, justify it is because we were talking about doing like a drive-in show. And we're like, well, just to put on a show, I don't think people understand that like when you put on a show of even Mastodon caliber, which is, you know, we have a light show, we have a video wall, and there's a lot of people that go into making that every night when we travel and operating the video walls and the sound and the, you know, all the texts that are involved. There's a, you know, there's like 15 people that are employed behind the scenes to make the show happen. And all those people are on a salary. Okay. Right. Uh, and to do a video wall every night, basically to put on a show every night for us, I don't know, it's probably between 15 and $25,000 just to put a show on. Wow. You know, with with all expenses in for us, like that's what, that's why we have to charge a certain amount of money. So when we told our booking agent, hey, and then, you know, this is including we have to pay the booking agent a 10 percent fee of every show you play, what you make. Right. And then you have to pay your management 20 percent and then you have to pay these people 20. You know, it's like it's ridiculous. So that's why the shit, you know, that's why these tickets are so expensive. That's why your T-shirts are so expensive. You have to pay the clubs. You have to pay the clubs a certain percentage, like sometimes it's 5%, sometimes it's 30% of what you make on your t-shirts at your show to the venue. Even if you have your own person there selling that you're paying on top of that. So I've done the math sometimes. I'm like, we're actually losing money by selling t-shirts at this concert. Wow. What the fuck are we doing? And then yeah. management or the powers that be will say, yeah, but that's when you average all the shows together, you're actually making a little bit of money. But yeah, you're going to lose money on certain shows. You're going to make more money on these shows. It all depends on the percentage that the venues take. I'm like, well, the venue shouldn't be taking fucking money at all. These are This is our bread and butter. These are our T-shirts. Well, right. then you got to mark your T-shirts up. Okay, that's why you see a Mastodon shirt and it's fucking $45. And the, right. It makes, it makes us look bad to the audience the crowds are like man these motherfuckers are charging 45 dollars for a damn t-shirt but they don't understand that we're probably seeing maybe two dollars from that t-shirt exactly and but that's I want just you to how know, it is huh i want you to know bill i blamed coheed and cambria for how much your guys' shirts were at that show when i went well it's I, didn't blame, I didn't blame mass i was like coheed and cambria it's their fault because i can never blame you bill no no I, it's, I, it's not I, they have nothing to do with it no, they, I, we're all in the same. We're all in the same boat, and that was a co-headlining tour, and we right. we didn't have to price match anybody. So right, yeah, that was and that was a great show because that was the entire Crack the Sky album. I was at the Dallas show, mm -hmm. and um, your your video wall, the video wall that you're talking about. Um, I'll, I may have yeah, had. Yeah, I think that was like the last show of the tour. Yes, yes, and it was hot, and it was um, it humid. Was very, and, yeah. Yes. And so, I had some, yeah, it was a good time. 
so I guess what I'm getting at is the long way around is that, you know, if we did talk to our booking agent about doing a, uh, like a drive-in and playing a show and they said, well, you know, you might get like, you might be able to get like uh, 200 cars in here. And it, even if you charge like this amount of money to, uh, for the show, you're still not even going to make enough money to pay for the your 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 show, like the actual video wall, all your employees. So you're not going to make you're going to lose money. There's no way to do it unless you charge like Metallica. I mean, sure they're they're fucking stage show pyrotechnics and all shit. That stuff costs a lot of money, and right. they're not just going to do the show on their own dime for the for the fans. But I you know even at 120 bucks a pop. They're probably still not making that much money. Right. Well, and I know as, they had, as, like, as it looks. Yeah. And they had the national deal on it. I know it was like one big night of like, I can't remember how many theaters were showing it. And it was, I was just like, man, $120. I think it was less to see them live than it was during the coronavirus. Um, I, but I was also looking at it from the standpoint of like a date night for people. Like if I could cram six people into my car, like it would totally be be worth it to me but i just i couldn't believe that it was like 100 i got on Ticketmaster, and it was like 120 bucks i was like surely i clicked on like a what was supposed to be like an upcoming event or something like that and then i looked at it and it was like no it's a it's a movie i was like oh it's just me and courtney courtney's cool but i don't know if like 120 dollars cool you know yeah it's that's a lot to swallow when you're uh when you're going to a fucking movie. <laughs> right. Yes. Speaking of movies, though, you guys are on the uh, new Bill and Ted soundtrack with uh, Rufus Lives. How, um, how'd that come about, man? Um, I think that the someone who works in the Bill and Ted world was a fan of us and wanted us to be a part of the soundtrack. You know, some younger guy was probably like the music music director or something, you know, gave us a shout and said, hey, we want you guys to <clears throat> excuse me uh contribute a song and they sent us the little clip and they said here can you guys like write something to this and uh at the time we had we had just written uh, the rufus lives song and we were like yeah we've got this idea um this would be a perfect you know blasting out of hell fucking song and right. uh we sent it over to them and you know they did some editing to it to to kind of calm it down during because there's like dialogue going on during the part but no we were just psyched to be a part of it you know anytime a, a, a movie uh you know wants to have mastodon as part of its soundtrack or whatnot we're you know 90 percent of the time we're, we're down with it you know unless it's like something that's totally horrible but we all grew up on bill and ted's and you know paved the way for a lot of silly uh kind of stoner sayings and doings and whatnots but uh yeah, it is what it is. Came out on Friday. Yeah. And I rented it and we all, my, me and my family watched it at home and uh we saw our little clip we were in and it went by very fast as usual and the movie was actually pretty good. It was pretty funny and a lot there was a lot of laughs. Um it was it was t pretty much your standard Bill and Ted awesome. uh, dopiness going on, but it was funny. We'll definitely have to check that one out. Um, so your riff of the week, you're doing that. Uh, what, what do you got planned this week, man? Oh, man, I don't have, I don't know. I don't have anything going on this week. I haven't done it in quite a long time. I was doing it, uh, trying to do it every day for a little while there. But um, 
it's tough to keep up with. Um, yes. I, I've been I've been living on an island, honestly, in off the coast of Georgia for most of the pandemic. And oh, wow. that's when I found that's when I was kind of just like I just had my guitar, my laptop, a GoPro camera. And I said, oh, you know, I'm just going to start like figuring out. I think someone I think of my buddy Ben Eller, who has a really nice uh, YouTube channel where he teaches guitar and he, he had a thing called stuff mastodon does and it was i watched it and it was really fucking funny so check out ben eller guitars um or it's, i don't know if it's ben eller guitars ben eller he's uh his youtube channel and he's okay. uh he does this thing it's called uh stuff mastodon does it's really funny so he plays a bunch of our songs and he kind of explains what we're doing and i was like man i could do that but i was kind of like well Maybe I can get to know this guy, and I just wrote to him, and we became friends. And uh, you know, uh, he I think he was playing something of ours, and he was kind of playing it. Well, you know, one part was just a little incorrect, so I was like, "Well, I'm going to make a video of me playing it correctly and send it to Ben." So I did that, and that's kind of where it all started. You know, he was like, oh, man, that's great. Could you send me? Then he was like, oh, can you send me this song? And how do you play this song? And I was like, well, I'm just going to do it and posted for the fans anyway just to just to do it and uh that's how it all started so you know i had a good time with it and another part of it was like you know i was i was like man i have these gopro cameras i've got them as gifts over the years and they just kind of sit in the box i never use them i don't ever film anything i should probably learn how to use them and learn how to use like some kind of video editing software and see what i can do with it because you know it's pandemic time it's I'm not going anywhere. I'm not on tour. Kind of got a little bit of time to kill. So uh, that's what I started doing. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that it shows to you, like people are always talking about Instagram influencers and stuff like that. It's hard to maintain a social media presence. And especially right now when you need it the most, I mean, posting every day, doing something every day, like it keeps you in that, that focus and that mindset of work, but it's really hard to do something every day like that. But right. I mean, so you guys, so I, I take it you're off the island now if you're back to the rehearsal space. Um, this past week, Fred Durst had a birthday and they talked to him about Limp Biscuit, and he said that nobody in Limp Biscuit were friends. Um, do you think you could ever say that about the guys of Mastodon? No, I couldn't. I couldn't say that. I did read that too. I didn't read the whole article, but I did see that post, and I was like, "What is that supposed to mean?" Like, I mean, uh, you know, Braun and I have been friends for a long time when we lived in New York and we played in bands together. Um, I mean, we kind of became friends when we played in that band. Today is the day. We we became very close friends because he and I lived in a little tiny like basically a studio a, a recording studio room for like oh, a wow. year sleeping on the floor together so we were just like you know we were stuck in there and there was nothing to do in the little town we lived in so we were just like <laughs> watched you know watched a lot of movies together and fucking hung out and got to know each other pretty well you know we kind of shared the same brain for many many months living in there and uh then we moved to georgia and you know I kind of knew Brent a little bit already, and uh, you know, 
Troy came along and we all ju jumped in the van together and the same kind of thing. We all kind of shared a brain, kind of knew what each other was thinking at all times because we were so damn close living in the van together. You know, some nights we'd all sleep in the van together. It was just like, that's just how it went. And uh, right. we'd share beds and bedroom, you know, floors of people's houses and uh, hotel rooms and you name it where sometimes we wouldn't go to sleep at all, but we we definitely were, were very close back then. I mean, we've always remained friends. There's never been any, um, you know, there's been arguments and like little bit of stuff like that over the years, but it's been 20 years, you know, it's just kind of, uh, you know, we definitely, we hadn't seen each other all together in quite a long time. And yesterday getting together for the, uh, the commercial for medium rarities that we shot you know, we had a good time. We had fun because it was, uh, we were just kind of throwing food around and joking with each other and it was like old time. So, right. Awesome. You know, we, we're definitely friends. We don't hang out like all the time, but we're, when we see each other, we're very cordial and we hang out, we make each other laugh. Like right. old time. I can see you not wanting to, I mean, what the average right now, the average, t uh, album cycle tour, what is that about eight? Is it still 18 months? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I would take me a break after eight. If I if I spent every day with Courtney for 18 months uh, in a hot, sweaty. Well, I mean, you guys are big enough now. You guys have a bus. But I mean, to spend that amount of time with somebody, I think we would take a six month break or a year break from just hanging out all the time. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, because you I mean you, people people forget, you know, they're like, why is it Mastodon like putting a record out every freaking month or every it's like, well, you know, why, why, don't you, why don't you tour? Why don't, why, don't, why don't you come to Florida? Why don't you come to Arkansas? Why don't you come here? It's like there's so many places to play. We'd have to be touring, playing every single night for probably 10, 15 years to hit every place in the United States. It's there's a lot of places, a lot of cities and everybody feels bummed out when you, you don't play in fucking Little Rock. It's like, yeah. well, sorry, we no one asked us to play there. I know that there's fans there and there's people there, but we don't just go on a map and pick like, oh, we're gonna we want to play here, we're gonna play there. Right. And it's like you got to remember that um, we all are human beings and we have families and we have lives outside of the band, and we can't Absolutely, just yeah. we can't just like, you know, it's like when you go to McDonald's at fucking four in the morning. Why aren't you open? Get yeah. the fucking employees back here and cook me some food because I'm hungry it's like yeah. you just gotta you know it's the same thing it's like it's a job it's like we go out there and we're working and uh you can't we some bands get worked to death and they they bite off more they can chew they do and they break up you know we've made we've been able to maintain a good steady you know rise with our band and every every year just keep you know every record we just keep pushing and pushing and, and doing better and better and there's never been like an overnight success kind of story or whatever. And that's what keeps us going. So, right. You know, yeah, I mean, you guys are here. definitely, I mean, 20 years, you guys are the journeyman of, and, and you keep putting stuff out. And it's, I, what I like about you guys is I know what I'm getting every time I, I get a new Mastodon album out and I get to listen to it, but it's always, there's something different. There's something that keeps bringing me back. Um, right. You know, and I, I think that's what's great about you guys, like creatively wise. I love Lamb of God too, but I listened to this last Lamb of God album, and I'm like, all right, yeah, it was definitely a formula. Like they followed the formula, 
it was good, but there wasn't anything that just keeps grabbing me and, and making me come back. And that I'm really excited for September 11th. I, I can't wait for medium rarities to come out. Um, I was excited to see the, the Bill and Ted uh, Rufus Lives track come out on uh, the Spotify playlist. Um, it was a lot of, I, it's great. I love listening to you guys. Your live show is incredible. Um, the Crack the Sky, you guys had like this face melting woman thing that was going on and like a little wheelchair thing and that was creepy as hell man like <laughs> it also didn't help um bill I, i'm gonna be real honest with you i was nervous to message you on instagram because i may have been under the influence of some psychedelic uh influence i guess um and i accidentally took too much and for most of that show in dallas i thought you were mad at me because i was looking at other people on the stage and i was like oh man bill it's not like me here today and <laughs> And the face melting thing was happening and I got real nervous, but it was, I mean, it was a great show. Like I still talk about it. My friend, my friend is a huge, huge Mastodon fan and he can't wait to listen to this episode. And I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely tell him about our trip to Dallas and how that was definitely a trip to remember, um, <laughs> to definitely catch you guys. Uh, it was great because crack the sky was a, was the album that I found you guys on. And, um, it was good to hear the whole album through. But um, I mean, you know, hopefully you guys get back out on the road soon. It sounds like, you know, rehearsal, you guys said you wanting to release an album this next year. I mean, how does it feel being back with the guys? I mean, I know yesterday was the first time in a long time where you guys kind of looking forward to writing, getting back into the swing of things. Maybe that might help get through this pandemic. I mean, we had a jam a few, probably a month ago now and uh man it felt really really good because we hadn't played in so long together and you know we just got in there started jamming a couple new songs and man it was just uh it just it, it was like exactly what i needed you know what i mean i was like god damn i needed this i just haven't we just haven't played in so damn long yeah um so it you know it was the energy the just the loud guitars and everybody you know it was like wow we just haven't haven't done this in so long it's fucking great uh, I miss it so much right and I seen you know Brent I, does Brent ever sleep I mean I don't every know. time I every time I turn around like he's got like he's hey I'm playing with this guy I'm doing this like he he did that show not too long ago um you, you know he he seems to be kind of staying active with things and and. You're staying active with your definitely on the Instagram, definitely on the uh, deal. I, I like seeing it. Um, I, I'm I'm really really excited. Uh, I hope you guys get to get out and play pretty quick. Yes, definitely. Oh yeah, me too. I'm dying to play out and get on a stage again, man. I hope it. I just hope that this can happen because uh, it, the way it's going right now, it just doesn't seem like things are going well, very well. And now they're starting to announce, you know, festivals and stuff are looking like they're going to be coming back. So, um, I mean, well, that's, a good, that's, that's a good what song. they think. Yeah. <laughs> they, but I don't, you know, the pandemic doesn't care about festivals. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, and we deal with it here too. Like we opened everything up and then boom, we're hit again. We opened everything up and then we had the Trump rally and numbers spiked and it was just, it's been an insane time. And, you just you got to get through it. You got to put your head down and just keep moving. And I wear your we, fucking mask. Yeah, get, over, wear, get yeah. over yourself. Get over yourself. Wear a fucking mask. 
And it's what is it a three pack of Mastodon masks for like 20 bucks on the website? I don't know. I guess I, think I, I, saw, some so. I saw some Mastodon masks, like definitely get you some Mastodon masks. Like I'm yeah. ordering them. Wear a mask up, man. Yes. Yes. Wear your mask. I mean, thank you for saying that. Like, I know it's a hassle. It's, um, it's really not. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you, girls, especially like with their makeup and everything. It's fine. Like, you know, would you rather get sick and die? I mean, come on. Yeah. Those are your two options. Sick yeah. and die or not wear makeup. It, it's all right. I mean, we still love you. So, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Definitely the the wear your mask. Do do everything. If you wear your mask, you get to Just see mask. Yes, do yep. your part. Like it exactly. feels very feels very like a little child. Like if you behave, you, we all get to play together. And so that's kind of what it seems like. So you know, since you're at the recording studio, I think we're gonna let you go, Bill. But thanks for hopping on. You've made our first episode ever the greatest thing. That's what we were talking about. Like, how do we get such a a, a band like Mastodon to be on our first show? So thanks for swiping the V card of our first show, man. So to jump in really quick, um, this past weekend, Morning Mayhem actually had the pleasure of doing our first joint photo shoot together um, with Kelly Kidd, who is of Kick-Ass Picks here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That oh. is P-I-X, um, Kick-Ass Picks. <laughs> there you um, go. So yeah, any local artists, um, bands, anything, hit her up for all of your photography because she is absolutely amazing and so efficient and so professional. Her she didn't she didn't eat up any time. No, like she she is on point. Like um, an hour and fifteen minute, and we probably got and and we got stuff that night. Yeah, I mean once she works on something she works on it so uh she's definitely been one of my favorite photographers since i've known her for i think it's been like over three years now she's the sweetest thing the easiest thing to, or sorry easiest person to work with um and for all of you ladies out there as well she does do boudoir shoots as well um, and doudoir 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 if you're into that kind of thing um we're trying to set chase up a little doudoir photo shoot soon doing the only fans guys doing the only fans gotta pay the bills <laughs> so yeah um her boudoir is under the um photography name of belge door you can find both of those on um instagram and facebook we have her linked on our Facebook. Um, you can see some of her photography work on our Facebook and our Instagram as well. So definitely check her out. And like I said, if you need any kind of photography work, she is your go-to girl. She's amazing. So we just wanted to give her a quick shout out and um, yeah. So yeah. thanks Kelly for the fun time. Yeah. <laughs> so guess who else had a fun time last week? Who? Fred Durst. Did he now? He Fred just Durst turned 50. Turned 50 years old. Fred Durst, 50 years old, which makes me feel really old now because I was listening to him and now I find out he's 50 and that was like 20 years ago when he was popular. So Fred Durst, the front man for Limp Biscuit, actually says that none of the guys at Limp Biscuit are friends. We talked about that with Bill. Uh, Bill says that he could never imagine saying that with the guys in Mastodon. Um, 
I mean, do you think that's true? Like, do you think that Fred Durst is not friends with any of the guys in Limp Biscuit? I mean, I guess I can kind of see that because I have heard, um, you know, a lot of people that work together, for instance, um, you know, Cheech and Chong for, you know, comparison, they uh, actually, I'm pretty sure I've heard before, they don't even like each other. They don't hang out, you know, outside of like doing their movies and things like that. So, um, I mean, I can see it. Maybe it's just that kind of thing. They just work together and. Yeah, it. but to say they were never friends, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like you'd have to have some type of relationship and bond to get through things. I mean, if you're working hard and you're trying to conquer the world and whatever field you're in, like there's gotta be some type of relationship to work. Like, I, you know, I could, if, if he was to say that him and Wes Borland weren't friends, I could buy that one. Cause I mean, Wes Borland was probably the most different guy out of that band. Right. Um, I mean, he always had the cool costumes. Like that was always the thing that was always, if you went to a Limp Biscuit show, you wanted to know what Wes Borland was going to wear because he's out there. He's crazy. And he's a phenomenal musician as well. Um, but to say that they weren't ever friends, I think that's kind of, it's kind of crappy. Yeah. I can understand it from that point as well. Like you said, I feel like you do kind of have to have some kind of relationship, especially spending so much time together on the road and things like that. But um, yeah, Metallica probably doesn't really care for each other, but they don't talk about it. Right. Like when James goes to rehab again, they had his back on it. Um, you know, you know, it's kind of what happens when you decide to open an alcohol company, you kind of have to expect that to come with it. Like, you know, Lamb of God's doing the non-alcoholic beer thing. And yeah, those guys are always seem like they're all cool together. I don't think you have to be best of friends to be in a band together. I was in bands with guys that I wasn't the best of friends with. I didn't hang out with outside of band rehearsal or shows or anything like that. But yeah, just to say that you don't like it was it was kind of crappy. Um, then to find out probably that all the Limp Biscuit guys outside of Fred Durst probably were at a barbecue when he made the comment or whatever, like hanging out together. I mean, I think that he just wasn't invited. I, I I would really like to think that nobody else from Limp Biscuit has said anything. I think it would be funny if Limp Biscuit would be like, yeah, we were all sitting around together and read that article without Fred. And now, now we're here. Like, I think that would be really great. So happy birthday, Fred. Sorry you don't have any friends. Uh, <laughs> movie with John Travolta looks kind of cool. And you like station wagons on Instagram. That's all I found when I went to go find you. Um, had to steal this image off of Google. So, and, but these next photos aren't going to be from Google. Um, metal love is the best love and we want to tackle all things metal. So we're going to tackle some relationships, relationship fails, what not to do, maybe what not to do to try to get the metal chick that you're after. I feel like the best way to do that is uh, with Courtney Alicia's inside of her uh, DMs. Yeah, let's take a look at some of the messages I've gotten. Um, some of these, one of these was very recent. Um, another one that, that we're going to throw up today. Um, okay, well, we'll talk about uh, Mr. Chris here, who decided to send me this DM uh, the other day and completely ruined my morning. Hmm. Um, <laughs> 
So he starts out with not going to lie, LOL. I think you sexy AF. I would kiss you all over starting at your neck, then moving downwards toward your titties. Yeah. Gotta get that. Sucking them, <laughs> squeezing gently. I'd then go to your navel, kissing them around your wait. Did I just lose my, oh, then around your thighs, licking them and kissing the inner thigh, teasing your already wet and pulsating pussy. Yes. After kissing and licking you on your inner thighs, I'd quickly go to your clit, surprising you, making you quiver, licking up and down and around the clit, gliding my tongue in and out of your pussy making you drip wet cum down my tongue and down your thighs. I'd slowly pull my dick out, stroking it, making it grow. Then I'd come up to kiss you, then guide your head to suck my dick. After a few minutes, drum roll, this is my favorite part, that, or after a few minutes of that, I'd roll a magnum condom down my fat and long dick and slide myself in and out of you slowly. Taking my time, making sure you're enjoying every second, pulling my dick out, slapping your face, teasing you more, then going in. Sorry, the I can't see the rest of it. <laughs> but oh. that, basically, that's the um, the gist of it. It was a quite a lovely message that Mr. Chris sent me the other morning. Um, I definitely think he's a winner. You yeah, know? I mean, there's there's a girl out there that can possibly one day have a good relationship with Chris. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Courtney. And that was the first message, right? That was like, yes. well, the first message did ask if I went to NSU. Um, I never replied back to that. And then this was the second message that I received from because that's definitely the route you go. Like when you think about it, um, you ask about a girl's education, and then you go straight into all the things that you're not going to do. For those of you men out there that send these kind of messages, can you please just let me know if any of this ever works for you? Like, I, that's just what I want to know. Right. I, and it's one of those things like there, there's girls out there that are into that. Not right off the rip, I don't think. No. <laughs> like, I feel like it's one of those things where like you might have an established relationship and like you're away from each other for a month and it might be like, hey, send me sexy story. Like that might make sense. But I hate to burst your bubble though, Chris, because I found out that Magnum condoms really are actually used. They use a smaller mold, bud. They, that's why they do that to make you feel like you're a big man. Um, they do that. They don't use a regular size mold for the condoms that they make. They use a, a smaller one and they just found a dude that was well endowed and said, Hey, will you market our, our deal? And, and, but good plug for Magnum condom. That's the kind of guy you want to be plugging your product is the dude. I, I thought that was really funny too, that the first thing he's like, he wants to make a plug on it. Like, I got to tell you how, how good I am, like how big I am. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think like, cause I mean, I don't think a smoker, like if they're like to tell a story about like whatever they were smoking, they would like throw that into a DM. No, probably like, 
Yeah, like, uh, tell me about the car wreck you just witnessed. Well, I was sitting outside and I slowly rise, reached into my pocket, pulled out a Marlboro Red and lit it up. Like, I think you would just be like, yeah, I was outside smoking a cigarette. This guy's like, yeah, I'd roll out a Magnum condom because I'm a big man. I'm Chris Gutierrez. <laughs> then don't worry, we did not get permission from Chris Gutierrez to do this. But whatever. However, sure. you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes on this show. So you're welcome, Chris. Chris, you are the man of the day. Probably not in the way that you want to be. I don't know, though. This next guy that you got coming up is pretty cool, too. My favorite DM that I have ever received here. This was um, a submission from Mr. London Hoods. Yes. Um, he says, can you, like, come finger paint me? And sends a nude mirror selfie to me um, with a wasp record covering his junk. So and that's a single, too. That's a 45, ladies. That is not like the big record either. <laughs> yeah, I think this is probably my favorite that I've ever received. And I definitely posted it online for the world to see and um, got Mr. London the attention that he so badly craved. So yeah what does his knuckle say can we see what his knuckle says i don't know those are some pretty uh some pretty shitty tattoos so. those are definitely prison those are definitely of the uh, prison sort or jail sort like county that's those might be county jail sort yeah i'm sure most of them were done if not all in prison so look at that belly button there's a nice little cobra belly button that chris Gutierrez could kiss on Got some bats. He's definitely a spirit of Halloween kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. Probably works that as like a temporary job. Cover model. Yes. Uh, definitely be hitting him up on that OnlyFans. I'm sure he has one as well. Definitely. So I think this is going to wrap up our first show. Um, I loved every second of it. Thanks to Bill Kelleher for joining us. Yes. Thank you, Bill. We had a great time talking with you. Courtney is all excited. Let's go ahead and get that guy off our site. So with that coming to the end of our show, we have a big announcement for a giveaway. Yay. Hey, everybody likes free stuff and we like followers. So that's how it's going to go. Courtney, tell them the rules, tell them the regulations and how to get started. All right, guys. So um, when we reach, yeah, when we reach 500 followers on our Instagram page, um, we are going to be making a post. Um, so be watching for that. Uh, it's going to give you all the rules to the contest to win some merch from us. Um, so you will receive, you have to be following Morning Mayhem and Death Ink Coffee on Instagram, repost our post, and then you will be entered in to win um, a Morning Mayhem t-shirt and coffee mug and also a pound of coffee from death ink coffee so be on the lookout for that help us get to 500 followers on instagram so we can give you guys something um yeah yes and shows are starting to pop up if you're in the tulsa area and there's shows you'll probably see one or both of us at it also hang out at sound pony sound pony on a sunday afternoon got some decent metalheads in there we had good conversations but we might as well go ahead and tell them Next, oh, uh, we got our next show coming up Thursday, 8 a.m. Check us out if you're, um, you know, we're going to be trying to have big guests. So be stay tuned to our Instagram and here as we'll be announcing some more guests coming up this week. Um, 
We will also be on the lookout for new bands. Uh, if you've messaged us, we will get back with you guys quickly. And uh, we want the show to be great. So if you guys have any suggestions, any ideas, anything you want us to look at, maybe there's something that we don't know that's going on, or there's something really cool going on in the areas that you live in that you want us to pick up and do a show on, let us know. We're open ears for everything. Definitely. So definitely be on the lookout um, here within the next few days. We are going to be announcing who our next guest will be. So definitely um, take a look at our Instagram and our Facebook page so you can catch that as well, because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. We can't wait. So thanks, guys, for joining us for our first show. Episode two comes on Thursday at 8 a.m. Be checking it out. And until then, guys, be safe. Have fun. Wear a mask. Do it, or we're going to come beat you up. Yes, <laughs> she's my bodyguard. Respectful. Yes, so we'll see you guys next time. We're out. Signing off. Goodbye. <laughs>